Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Management Decisions. Now, in this episode, we're talking about the idea of youth sports, specifically varsity athletics, and how that might correlate into success in your career. We're going to do that by speaking with an individual who was involved in a study that tried to actually look at some of this and get some statistics behind it, as well as speak with individuals who have experience in hiring, as well as within their own careers. Now, his name is Kevin Niffin. He's the postdoctoral research associate in the Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management over at Cornell University. Kevin, thanks a lot for joining the show today. Sure, thank you. Thanks for your interest. Now, this is an idea and the study that you guys did. It definitely hits home with me. I'm a big sports fan. I coach a lot of youth sports and have in the past. So the idea of correlating youth sports with success in life in general, or in this case, you know, with work and, and what that might entail, I, it's not obviously new necessarily, but that somebody's actually looking into it and trying to find what does it actually mean. I thought that was very fascinating. Can you fill the listeners in on a little bit about why you wanted to look into this as a general idea? And then also, what really were you trying to research or discover with the study? So we have this new paper. It's in the Journal of Leadership and Organizational Studies about sports at work. And the motivation for the paper partly is a hunch. And so, in other words, hunch from my own experiences, similar to yours, it sounds like, growing up uh, where sports is a very, can be a very formative experience for lots of different life lessons that go extend far beyond whatever sporting context uh, you're playing in. Right. And so, so there's surprisingly very little academic research that's been done on this question of sports and leadership or sports and work success. There's a handful of studies that were, that were focused on exclusively looking at West Point cadets. And in those cases, they found that even within the sample of people at West Point, of cadets at West Point, that people who had played high school sports tended to rise through the ranks faster or, uh, within West Point than uh, people who didn't play high school sports. So that, with the few exceptions of that handful of studies, mostly focused on uh, West Point cadets, academics have really given a short shrift, I would say, to looking at the relevance of playing high school sports, which 43% of Americans play. So, hmm. so that was another reason we were interested in this, right? Because it's a, it wouldn't just appear to be a formative experience for some. Right. It's an experience that's shared very broadly right. across the population. So I'm sure that people learn tons of formative lessons doing all kinds of other activities, whether it's music, uh, music lessons, learning an instrument as a, as a child, or mm-hmm. maybe maybe different jobs as a teenager, whether it's landscaping or, or restaurant work. But none of those activities are going to compare, except maybe for music, to 43% of the population like sports does. Sure. I like that you mentioned, though, that you're focusing on individuals that play high school sports because pretty much, I don't want to say every kid, but I'm sure the numbers are way higher as far as doing some sort of youth activity. But you were really focusing it on this organizational part at a little bit of a higher level as opposed to just going out to like a, a park and rec and playing with somebody. Right. So, uh, and in the paper, we talked through some of the reasons why there might be, why this correlation appears to exist between being part of a, of a high school sport and, and these uh, traits of leadership, self-confidence, and self-respect later in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're part of a team, then you're you're learning undoubtedly lessons about discipline. You know, working for the greater good, and all those I mean, those kinds of lessons obviously are transferable in direct ways to life in the workplace. So, how then did you go about trying to go through the process of 
finding any correlation. Can you give us an idea of, again, what the steps were, what the process was to at least in some way try to consider, okay, is this real or what are we seeing? Take us through a little bit of that. So we have two studies in this paper, and then there's a, there's a third quote-unquote study I could tell you about later. The first study focuses on selection, in particularly the, uh, an analogy that we created for the hiring, for a hiring context. Mm-hmm. And so we asked people to rate potential job candidates. We had several different variants that people were rating, and long story short is that we found that people estimated, controlling for other factors, people estimated uh, individuals who had played high school sports to have more self-confidence, more self-respect, more leadership than people who were part of other non-sport extracurriculars, mm. whether it's the band or the yearbook sure. uh, club, just two, two popular extracurriculars. And so, and we, we did have two sports. We took both team sports, but we didn't find differences between, there was uh, cross country and basketball. So we took cross country because it's thought of, I mean, it's, it's a less interdependent activity than say basketball. Is. Right, right. So no differences between the two sports, but big difference, significant differences between sports and non-sports for leadership, self-confidence, self-respect, for people estimating. So this was just based on expectations. What do you think somebody who's applying for a job who has these backgrounds, how are they going to operate? So that was study one, just showing that, that people who had played high school sports tend to appear to have an advantage. Sure. Other things being equal in the hiring context. And then... Study two looks uh, much farther down the road. And so we used a sample that we uh, had access to the data for of World War II veterans who had graduated from high school at the time of the survey approximately 50 years after uh, being in high school. Mm-hmm. And, and we found that in the sample, 50 years past high school, there was this, these significant differences that matched up with the expectations with respect to leadership, self-confidence, self-respect, that people who had played high school sports within that sample of veterans tended to have higher values uh, on those traits than people who hadn't played high school sports. And we controlled for size of hometown and age mm-hmm. and a number of other variables. We also found that people in the, who had played high school sports in that sample tended to have higher status careers, uh, and they also tended to donate time and money uh, more than people who hadn't been part of a team in high school. Definitely fascinating stuff. And I think, uh, you know, individuals who are interested in sports or in, as you mentioned, the idea of hiring as well would be uh, very curious to see more data. And it's very difficult to come across the stuff. As you said, there, there isn't much out there in way of that. So hopefully uh, what you guys have done, that'll help a little bit. In terms of leadership, what makes a former athlete potentially more attractive? How could you see that they might have those leadership traits? Because not everybody in high school is going to be a captain or be the best player or lead by example. Uh, What other factors could be considered that they were on a team and that somehow that's going to help in an area like leadership? Neither of the studies that we looked at got into the finer grain question of whether someone was a captain or someone was on the bench or maybe they were more more of a practice player than than a a game player. So the effects that we reported hold without looking at that finer grain question. That's a good question to raise, but what's notable, right, is that these effects held even for people estimating someone independent of whether they were highly skilled or not at the sport they were playing. I mean, anybody who's part of a team is learning, you know, having important values hopefully modeled by their coaching staff or by their coach, and and also at the same time learning lessons from other teammates who are you know, part of being a teenager is policing, policing each other, right? Hmm. 
making sure everybody stays in check and stays oriented to the group goal, which, like I said before, is kind of focusing on the greater good is something that people is, is valued in most sports and certainly valued in the workplace. What would you say does this mean for employers if they are looking to hire? You mentioned that there's already seems to be the belief amongst people that are hiring that they're going to expect some of these positive traits from people who did play sports. I know with our organization at the local job network, that's a question that is asked if they played team sports. Is that something that you would suggest an employer actively seek out, use it more of like a tiebreaker if there's a couple people that are extremely similar? I mean, what would you conclude from what you guys have discovered versus how that could be applied into the workplace? Yeah, the tough question, right? Because so study one, for example, that I talked about highlights the fact that people have these expectations. Right. Now, if these expectations were considered along their own, then other words to describe the expectations would be biases mm-hmm. or, or prejudices, right? Sure. Just because people have expectations doesn't mean people are going to live up to them. So study two is interesting because it's pointing out that there appears to be this actual behavioral correlate, that it's not just expectations, that behavior does, does match up. But there, there are studies that economists have done that find that people who played high school sports in the middle of their careers tend to have higher salaries or higher earnings than people who didn't play high school sports. But none of those, none of those studies looked at reasons why. And so, mm-hmm. so the contribution of this new paper is, is highlighting that it seems to be these traits of self-confidence, self-respect, and leadership. In terms of uh, the rubber hitting the road in term, in, for takeaways, I think the most immediate takeaway is for job seekers or job candidates to uh, not be shy, and in fact, uh, where appropriate or where they think it's where they're comfortable, to mentioning at least this participation in high school sports, even if it was decades decades prior, right, seems to activate a set of expectations that that help help job candidates. In the wake of this article being published, a few anecdotes came my way from people who had learned about it, and several of them were people in their forties or fifties who had recently switched jobs or switched careers, and they were convinced that a big reason they got the job was because just in passing, they might have mentioned during the, the interviewing phase that maybe, maybe they held the record for the high school softball team for batting average, or even if it was decades prior. Right. They felt like it, that, that it mattered, and this research sort of matches up with their personal analyses of what happened to them. Another aspect of this that I saw was that later in their careers, in their lives, there's also a a charitable aspect to it or a pro-social aspect, I want to say it was called. Can you explain that a little bit? We call it in the paper uh, solid citizens. Okay. That people who are part of high school sports tend to donate time, donate money. And by donate time, I mean volunteer. Right. To charities more often. The quote-unquote study three that we attempted, it's not in the paper. I'd written about it for a piece for Huffington Post where we attempted to survey Congress, members of Congress, broadly. And we got fairly good response, but not enough to get into the, the peer-reviewed paper. We were trying to figure out from members of Congress how many of them had played high school sports, because you always hear, it seems common anyway, to hear stories of presidential candidates or presidents mm-hmm. or Senate, U.S. rep candidates having played high school sports. And so we didn't get a representative enough sample, but but that would be an example of this kind of solid citizenship that's learned or honed or facilitated or encouraged through participation in competitive youth sports. The people donate time and money and then in, in the extreme commit their careers to public service say, in, through elected office. 
Kevin, I think it's just some fascinating stuff. Uh, if people are interested in seeing some more details, is there somewhere they can access it easily? I've been using Twitter uh, in relation to this kind of research for the past couple of years. So so that would be one simple enough way. Uh, and the handle is at, and it's my name, K-E-V-I-N, K-N-I-F-F, as in firefighter, I-N. And one fun thing I've been doing through Twitter is tracking the New York Times has this corner office column on the Sunday issue uh, on page two where they interview chief executives. And so throughout this current calendar year, I've been uh, each Sunday checking to see, as the CEO mentioned, participation in youth sports is being important for their, their career success. And more than half of them so far, we're, we're a quarter of the way through the, through the year, uh, more than half of them are mentioning uh, participation in youth sports. So, so this is a running topic. Um, right. Yeah, it continues to be uh, relevant. Kevin, thanks again for coming on, sharing this insight and a little bit of what it could mean for both job seekers and employers. We appreciate it. Great, thank you. And with that, we will wrap up this edition of Management Decisions and our conversation with Kevin Niffin. Again, he is the postdoctoral research associate in the Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management over there at Cornell University. And we are talking about the idea of youth sports and how it correlates into success in the workplace. At least that's what a lot of the numbers and experience of individuals have told us. If you'd like to get in touch with us about this show or any of our episodes, send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. And please feel free to check out all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.